Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. I was actually waiting, Patrick, because I wasn't sure which song that was. The way it started off. You thought it was going to be uh, the P. Diddy? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be P. Diddy. I, was like, cause I, yeah. I don't know if they reached the top of the Billboard charts, though. We know Sam Bowie did, though, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. With David Bowie. So I said David. Sam Bowie. Sports show. Uh, so David, uh, anyway, uh, getting back to the uh, task at hand here, uh, we are here at the red carpet event of the Austin Gamblers, courtesy of the Austin Gamblers, I should say. Uh, did a great uh, interview with JJ Gotch uh, for Hard Knock Life. He is the CEO of the Austin Gamblers, Austin's pro bull riding team, and they are making their Hollywood debut. They're actually going to uh, debut on a prime video docu series called The Ride, and on The Ride. Uh, them, uh, they were actually the featured uh, team on the ride, and they basically, uh, their inaugural season was documented, uh, ups and downs, you got to know all the different faces of the franchise, all the different athletes, all of uh, the uh, different executives involved with the organization, and uh, we are here for the premiere of that event tonight, but you, as a listener, and if you're a fan of bull riding, you actually can go check out the series May 30th on Prime Video. If you want to see the Austin Gamblers live and in person, you can do that August 25th through the 27th as well. So go check that out. All right. Let's get into this NBA discussion because, uh, man, it's we knew that it was inevitable uh, that the Denver Nuggets would close out the Lakers. I don't think we, th- we saw the brooms. Uh, being broken out on the Lakers. Uh, the Nuggets get the sweep of the Lakers, although LeBron James did put in a Herculean effort. He had 31 points in the first half, uh, ended up with 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists, so damn near a 40-point triple-double from King James, uh, but it was too little too late. Denver Nuggets win uh, the game and also sweep the series 113-111, and the Lakers just had no answer for Jamal Murray, uh, and they really couldn't neutralize uh, Nikola Jokic, the joker. Uh, between those two guys, whether you're talking about Jokic triple doubles, which is, I think he recorded his eighth triple-double of yep. the postseason, which is just a freaky number. Are you talking about Jamal Murray uh, putting up some just cartoonish numbers? His split in this series against the Lakers, 53-41-95 and 95 shooting splits. 53% from the field, 41% from three-point range, 95% uh, at the free-throw line, and that is the first time in NBA history that a player has shot 50 40 and 90 in a best of seven series sweep. And getting back to Jokic, uh, his 
30 points, 14 rebounds, and 13 assists in the clincher on Monday. That's his eighth triple-double of the playoffs. Uh, that's an NBA record for a single postseason. And, of course, he hadn't even started the finals yet. Yeah, and he passed Wilt Chamberlain. Think about that. Think about what Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain was as a basketball player and how everything went down. Mm -hmm. And then you start looking at the way that he plays the game. He's effective in so many ways, whether it's passing the basketball, rebounding the basketball, making the right play all the time. You know, everybody talks about LeBron's uh, a basketball IQ. Well, you need to start looking at Jokic, uh, his IQ as well. He seems to be that guy that can run the point when you need it. He, he can lead on the break. I was watching him with a rebound yesterday, and he took off on the break, and Anthony Davis couldn't catch up to him. Now that's sad. That's so yeah, exactly, <laughs> I was like, "What is really it's more going of an indictment on?" on Anthony Davis, <laughs> him right? like, but him looking up the floor, making the right passes, looking at uh, which spot he needs to be at, telling Jamal Murray, "Hey, I'm gonna be right here. You go right here. I'm gonna get you the ball at that spot. Just get to the spot." And then, how many times have we seen him with the last second, with the clock winding down, and him just throwing it up and hitting nothing but the bottom of the net? I mean, the dude just plays basketball. But the best part about him is he's one of the most humble athletes that you will probably ever see. He doesn't need the limelight. He doesn't want any of it. He wants more for his team. And if you listen to all of the interviews, that's all he's talking about. He's talking about his team. Everybody wants to give him his love and his credit, rightfully so, but he's not accepting it because it's all about the team. And we can look at LeBron and talk about what was missing, but for what the Nuggets had, everybody was a contributor. Everybody did their part, and everybody understood their role, and they played to their role. Yeah, to that point, uh, to piggyback on that, the Nuggets were scoring 120.9 points per 100 possessions against the Lakers. By the way, the Lakers were the best defense in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's the best defense in the playoffs, and they're scoring 120.9 points per 100 possessions. Uh, that would be the best mark in the NBA this year, even in the regular season. The Sacramento Kings led the NBA in points per 100 possession scoring, and they're blowing that out of the water. Yep. And that's, that's the – that's only half the story. If you can look at their half-court uh, offense, which usually Denver's trying to get up the floor. They're trying to run, get the shot up really early on in the shot clock. But when you do get them set up in their half-court offense, averaging 109.2 points per 100 plays, which is also better than the 105 number that led the regular season. They are the best offense in the NBA regular season of playoffs right now. Yes. Period. You have not seen a better offense in the NBA this season than you have seen the Denver Nuggets versus the best defense in the playoffs in the Lakers. Right. Their, 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 their efficiency on every turn that you see with them is like, how are they doing that? How do they make it work all the time? And remember, they, the Lakers were winning the first half, and then they came out. Halftime adjustment. We talked about it with coaching staffs. The coaching staff went in there. They had their meeting. He challenged his guys. They outscored the Lakers, the Nuggets did, 36-16 to 16 to flip the script. And the final score, by the way, the over-under was 225. The final score was 224. Yeah. How, how the hell do they know, right? <laughs> Not, it's amazing That's why, that's why to they me. build them casinos. They're building newer casinos every day. That's every why. single day. Like, how do they get so close? And we talked about it before we left yesterday. I said, here we go again. The Lakers are favored in this game. They were favored in the game. 
Because desperation was on their exactly. side. And they were at home. So, yeah. Just like you starting to look tonight, and we'll talk about the Heat in uh, the Celtics, you start looking at it. Is the team desperate or did they quit? We thought in the first half, I thought the, the Lakers, they got a shot. Here we go. LeBron's doing his thing, 31 points. But for him to come out, only score nine points in the second half. I understand you want more from your teammates, but don't walk away from it. Don't walk away from it. You know what they reminded me of, although it's a lot different situation? Mm -hmm. I saw LeBron kind of go into a shell yesterday and not take over the game. Reminded me of what happened when he was at uh, my – well, no, he was with Cleveland, I believe, and he shut everything down Mm -hmm. because Delonte West was hollering at his mama. Well, and then everything. Not just calling at his mama, well, allegedly I I banging said, his mom. I just said it's very different. <laughs> like I would be distracted too if my teammate was banging my mom, okay? and he just shut it down. I mean, Tony Parker banging a teammate's wife is also distracting. Like that's just, that's on that level. Yeah, that's my mama, man. That's, which that's, one's that's which my mama, man? Which one's more of a violation of the G code? Mama, Tony Parker banging a teammate's wife, or Delonte West allegedly banging a teammate's mom? Man, that's a which one is more of a violation? Mom is more of a violation than the wife? No, I think the wife is, for sure. My mom is a grown woman. She made that decision. My mom is a grown woman who can do what she wants. I can only tell my mama what to do so much, right? I can only be like, Mom, please don't bang my teammate. Don't do that. She's like, I'm doing it, boy. Boy, he's fine. Exactly. I'm doing what I want to do. He's fine, boy. She's a grown woman. My wife, we have entered into a covenant. A covenant, exactly. Yeah, we got covenant. We've made vows to one another. And you're going to go bang my teammate? Yeah, you're right. you can't. No, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I could, I could, I could justify like my mom doing it because she's a grown woman who's an independent woman. I may not talk decisions. to my mama for a while though. Nah, I'm not gonna. No, I'm, 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 no, mama. You mama, can't be messing with my team. Mama's wrong for that. She is. Yeah, she's wrong for that. Cause he young. He but, was young. Delonte West. He had that young game then. But your wife is way more wrong than your mama. Oh, for a thousand percent. Exactly. But I'm still not gonna let my mama just walk around the locker room coming over <laughs> talking about me, me and Delonte coming for the barbecue. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you and Delonte. Y'all need to be going out. What y'all do? Y'all keep that in a room somewhere isolated. Just throwing it in my face. Y'all need to hang out. No, I agree. Anyway, getting back to it. Yes, that is very distracting. Yeah. But speaking. Speaking of distraction, let's get to this story about LeBron because uh, the big story today, LeBron was asked about battling father time, 20th season in the NBA, 38 years old, uh, and he looked old at times. And let me just say this. The bar we have for LeBron is really, really high. I mean, we're talking about LeBron not doing enough, not putting the cape on to help his team out in clutch time, and the dude had a 40-point, damn near a 40-point triple-double, 40, 10, and 9. Yeah. And we're talking about him not doing enough. That's how high the standard is. It's like when you see like, a woman you think is really sexy without makeup, and you go, oh, man, Beyonce, no makeup, huh? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, dude, she's still super was, sexy. I was going to say, she's you, still Beyonce. She's still Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. You tripping because she ain't wearing some makeup yeah. on? I yeah. will take that all day, every day, yeah. twice on Sunday. That's LeBron. LeBron in that game getting swept, which is 40, 10, and 9 was LeBron, was Beyonce without makeup. And people are talking about, man, she looked kind of homely. I'm like, it's Beyonce. <laughs> she looked kind of homely. homely. What you talking about, <laughs> man? You wouldn't want to wake up next to Beyonce looking like it's homely like that? I would. And yeah. the same thing with LeBron. He's like, got a 40, 10, and 9. We're like, ah, I need more from you, I LeBron. I need to play a little bit harder <laughs> in the second half. Because my, my, my mentality was LeBron. LeBron was getting 60. 
I was thinking in my mind the way he was playing that first half. He I'm did. like, I kept I was texting my boy. I'm like, he about to get six. Twenty one the first quarter. Yeah. In the first half. I'm like, man, he about to go off on these fools. And he was like, Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I like you said earlier, Rod and I were talking before the show. He said, he showed everybody I can get what I need to get, but I need help. And that was his message to the organization. Yeah. But I thought the organization did a good job by him by going and picking up some of these guys. Because now you're putting yourself in a position you're going to end up having – I believe Austin Reeves may still have a contract with them. I think he's still there. He might be too expensive, though. But he's about to get paid. He's about to get paid. Yeah, he's about to get paid, just like Caruso did. Remember Caruso came in, balled out, and now he was getting paid by the Chicago Bulls. He earned his pay. Be a friend of LeBron yes. or a teammate. LeBron might get you That's paid. That's why Tristan Thompson got in the, in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, That's why Tristan got put back in there. Uh, okay, so let's listen to this LeBron sound. This is LeBron in the post game. He was being asked about father time, 20 seasons in the NBA, 38 years old, and if you know he's thought about hanging it up, if he's thought about retirement, because Carmelo Anthony, by the way, guys, was the last player in LeBron's class. All right, to yep. retire. Like, but LeBron's the last of the Mohicans. He was a Carmelo Anthony was the uh, lone right. holdout in that 03 class that hadn't retired yet. He, he officially really, retired. Yeah, I was going to say, but he hadn't retired. He right. just didn't know it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he had been retired, but he officially yeah. retired. So on that day, that LeBron's entire draft class retired, he gave, he gave you 40, 10, and 9. And the question is, is he to the point now where he believes it may be time to move on from the game of basketball and start his post-basketball career? Uh, here is LeBron James in the postgame. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. I got a lot to think about, to be honest. And, um, just for me personally, going going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. All right, a lot to think got about. A lot to think about. Listen, I actually do think, and I listen. I know LeBron is he, he's a drama king. Mm-hmm. Drama king. He loves the drama. That's what makes him a great superstar. We're talking to JJ. Gosh, he's like the guy knows how to create a headline. You got to be a great superstar. You got to know how to create a headline. I do believe if you're looking at the history of goats. And we haven't had a lot of goats because you shouldn't throw that term around too loosely. But you look at the history of goats in the modern era, they oftentimes retire and come back. I mean, yep. right? Yep. Saw Tom Brady's retirement and come back. MJ retired and come back. I mean, it's one of those things we've seen from the, some of the goats of our time. I wouldn't doubt if LeBron James actually thought about retiring. He could recharge his body. All right, he is old and worn out. He's played like three years of playoffs in addition to the 20 seasons that he's played because yep. he always goes deep in the playoffs. Recharge your body. Watch Bronny. Bronny's, you know, going to USC. You can go watch Bronny for a year and go hang out. And then when the Houston Rockets draft Bronny, then LeBron can go play for the Houston Rockets yep. for the end of his career in the twilight of his career, and it'll be happy ever after. And as you mentioned, Harge, let him buy ownership into the Rockets, and we all win. That is the plan that I just made up with yeah. Hart's help. But I, like I hope that. that it comes to fruition. There it is. But uh, I think LeBron could retire and come back. Either, but there's no way he retires after getting swept for good. No. Because you can't walk away from that. You walk away like that, and you will never, ever be in the MJ-LeBron debate again. 
They and a lot of people done. don't want you in it in the first place. Uh, most people don't want him right. in it. I still put him in it, but I'll admit he's hanging on by a thread uh, in that debate. And if he retires after getting swept, yeah. people are going to give him that sucker tag. The, oh, right? yeah. They, they, they pushing yeah. that envelope big yeah. time. And I'm looking at this, too, as, as we sit and contemplate this story that he's trying to give us. LeBron also melodramatic. He is. In the moment. Yes. Mad because in his mind, he's like, damn, I really did get swept. And now I got to listen to this even more so than what it was. So let me see how they react from me thinking that I might oh, like walk the, away. The Lakers maybe or the public? Everybody. 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 Yeah. And I know he's, a lot of people say LeBron don't. LeBron pays attention to everything. Yes, he does. LeBron is that dude that is rabbit ears, as we like to talk about in yep. baseball. Yep. He likes it. He hears it. Mm-hmm. Because either he's going to use it as fuel or he's going to use it as I can't, I can't mess with that person no more. Either way, that's how he thinks. And from what we've seen, I don't know him personally, but, and I'm a fan, so I've been following him. Mm-hmm. He's getting on my nerves right now. <laughs> he's getting on my nerves. Last night was another one of those situations. I was for sure he was going for 60. Yeah, well, I because that would have that would have elevated not on my watch. They would have won. They'd have won one game, but he wouldn't have been swept. I agree. He would not have that, been. That swept. definitely hurts your case in yes. the debate, the, the MJ Lebron debate. Because this is the second time. You've how been many swept times has MJ been swept? Never. He was never swept. Never. Then that hurt, that hurts him. It's a knock that, against Lebron. That's he, what everybody say, debate. man. It's like, come yeah. on, man, you got this opportunity. Um, yeah, no, I failing on. I, and I also think it's leverage, all right, for the Lakers. The Lakers, if they are unwilling to compromise, unwilling to listen to LeBron James's requests, recommendations, yep. whatever it is, I think LeBron could always say, "Man, I'm retiring." Yep. I'll, y'all go do y'all thing. Y'all, t- I'll retire for a year, and then when y'all figure it out, y'all can trade me or whatever, and I'll come back and play for another team. He, he, he can go through with that. That's, to me, that is not off the table for LeBron James. Yeah. But is he retiring for good? There ain't no damn way LeBron James is retiring for good after getting swept by the Nuggets like this. I know. That's the way a sucker goes out. Yeah. And I don't, think like he, I don't think he knows something. Like you said, now if he went off for 60, and then I think you might be right. I'm like, yeah. you know what? He might retire. Right. Like, I, just, I gave y'all 60. I'm done. I'm done. I just I showed y'all off. that if I want I wanted to take over a game, I could do it. I could do what Yoga is doing. Old. Yes, I could do yeah. what Yoga is doing. I could do what Jamal Murray is doing. I'm 38. And I can do with those guys. He's the oldest player to score 40 points in a playoff game. And we treat him like he's kind of a scrub because he didn't get 60. The, I mean, the, and I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, I agree with you. I'm yeah. just saying, man, the standard is so high for LeBron. It definitely it's definitely so going to stay that way. It is. It's going to stay it that way be. just because he, he's he the made himself. He's the king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, baby. He's the baby. king, man. Heavy is the head that lies the crown. All right. Um. We got a special guest coming up uh, to join us uh, in the uh, Rod's rant of the day. So usually it'd be me ranting about something, but we're here hanging out at the Red Carpet event, courtesy of our good friends, the Austin Gamblers, and we're going to have a member of the Austin Gamblers join us, Ezekiel Mitchell. They call him Zeke, I believe. Yep, Zeke. That's the guy. What's the other nickname they got for Blue. Blue? 
You're my boy, Blue. Can we call him Blue? We're going. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask him. Uh, yeah, we'll ask the man we'll ask what he first. wants to be called. We'll on the show. prefer player. But we're going to have one of the stars of the Austin Gamblers come join us uh, coming up next segment. All right, folks. So uh, stick around for that. We're live and here at the Alamo Draft House, the red carpet event, getting ready for the premiere of the ride, the eight-part docu series uh, covering the Austin Gamblers. So we'll be right back, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four nine the Horn. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We are looking live at the red carpet event courtesy of the Austin Gamblers. If you haven't heard by now, uh, we were invited uh, by the Austin Gamblers to their red carpet event. They're making their Hollywood debut. Uh, there is a docu-series uh, that is premiering on Amazon Prime Video May 30th that you can watch called The Ride, an eight-episode docu-series about the Austin Gamblers and their inaugural season. It's going to be really cool. It gets through all the faces of the franchise. You need to know all the star players. Uh, it's really cool, and it's um, actually going to premiere May 30th. But here tonight, they're going to premiere uh, the docu-series The Ride here and it's going to be really cool and they have a red carpet out here. Uh, you can go check out hornfm.com if you want to see the trailer for The Ride. You can go check it out at hornfm.com If you want to see the Austin Gamblers in person, uh, go to um, austingamblers.com. You can find out about the uh, ticket information for the event they're having at the Moody Center August 25th through the 27th. And we're going to have a special guest coming on with us. But um, turns out there was a red carpet emergency. <laughs> That's what happens when you're, on, you're near a red carpet. We were slated to have one of the stars of the Austin Gamblers, Ezekiel Mitchell, Zeke, or Blue, whatever you want to call him, uh, which we'll have him on, but we got bumped a little bit because of a red carpet emergency. Mm-hmm. They were very gracious about it, though, and they did apologize to the listeners. And my man Zeke hooked me up. So I had my cowboy hat. Ha- apparently had it turned the wrong way because yep. I set it down the table, and yep. I had the brim down. And apparently my man told me, bad luck, number one. No yep, real yep. cowboy puts they hat brim down like that. E. Hogan in the building. See, all the stars are out. I mean, e. Hogan is here. Um, so I had the brim down. He's like, no, man, that's bad luck, first of all. Bad cowboy luck. You don't want bad cowboy luck. And then he also told me that it messes up the brim. Like, it flattens it out. Yep. You want a little, little you want curvature to make sure you there. got a little curvature a little in curvature it. there. That's so right. So you got your swag. You know what I mean? You're missing your swag like that. So – I thought, I thought he Hogan would wear a cowboy hat. He's in a Yellowstone. Yeah. He I mean, wears a cowboy he, hat. He, he'd have been perfect for He's, it. He, oh, uh, yeah. you know, cowboy shit. I thought everybody's got a cowboy outfit because mm-hmm. of Yellowstone now. That's what I, you know, everybody's no. got. Nobody got that? Mm, all right. I need some boots. No. You got boots. Hey, man. You told me you didn't have boots. And you got to look and see. They got longhorns on them, too. Man, what's up, Come man? Come on, dog. Come on, man. Hey, man, you got to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And I got to get a buckle. I'm going to get me yeah. boots and a buckle. Oh, my man, Zeke's coming back. 
Yeah, he told her it's business. Oh. He got to come and hang that out was with fast us. Right there, that was done. Okay. He told him he got to come and hang out with us. Oh. I think that was lightning. That yeah, was big. That's what they call it. You, it was man. eight seconds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got to hold on for eight seconds, bro. <laughs> All right, there you go. Then, okay. See, now we are being joined by uh, Ezekiel Mitchell. Now we heard you like to be called. Zeke or Blue, which one do you prefer? Call me anything but late to dinner, man. There it is. That's what I like to hear right there. See, I like that. Cowboy sayings and everything. That's right, right. Talk He's about. all in. Uh, all right, Zeke, tell us about you. All right, where are you, where are you from, first of all? Uh, oh, you know what? We know where you're from. Go ahead and let them know where you're from. I was originally from Rockdale, Texas. Man, okay. Right here. There it is. RTX. There uh, you go. Born in Temple. Grew there it is. There it is. Two five four. He's been claiming you since you, before you came on the show. <laughs> hey, He's he, claiming hey. you from 254. I'm so, down with him. I'm yes. down with Zeke. He's really proud of right. being from Temple and the 254. Okay, I got a question for you, though, because we know that obviously you have a passion for bull riding. When did this passion develop for bull riding? How did it develop, and when, as a youngster, did you get on your first bull, and how big was that bull? Oh, man, uh, I guess. I know, a lot of questions. I'm sorry. I got no, a no, bunch no, of no, questions, and I don't it. have we a lot of time, so I'm going to throw it. like we four got minutes. We got it. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, my dad was a horse dentist growing up. You know, he flowed a horse's teeth. Horses' teeth grow throughout their lives, so you got to keep them trimmed down in order to keep them comfortable. Didn't know that? Yeah. Keep New factoid. Yeah, we got today. it. That's why he's here. Wow. That's why we're here with Zeke. Um, and uh, there wasn't a time in my life that I didn't want to be a cowboy. So, uh, I mean, I was fascinated with rodeo, fascinated with the cowboy way of life, really young. And uh, as I grew older, uh, bull riding just happened to fall in one of those spots. You know, it wasn't always a passion for bull riding, just a Western way of life mm. and the rich hitch, uh, history that uh, African-Americans had brought to mm -hmm. uh, the cowboy way of life. And yeah. I was always for bringing it back because I didn't care what nobody thought about me. I was a cowboy. Huh. Okay, like so what that. age like did you jump on your first bull? Man, I was, uh, I believe I was 15 years old. Uh, that's actually kind of old, you know. Is uh, that old? Yeah, for, for, wow. for a lot did of guys. Did you do mutton busting yeah, it up nah, first? None I didn't of do that? the mutton busting. Okay. I actually got on a calf one time whenever I was real young. But after that, it was just it was just bull riding. I just jumped right into the bull riding part. I rode horses all throughout my childhood. Uh, that's all I ever wanted to do is ride horses. So uh, bull riding just kind of fell into the mix because I wanted to try all the rodeo events. Yeah. And I kind of had a knack for it early on. And then you realize that the bulls get bigger and badder and you're not <laughs> as bad as you think. Uh, and then you have to relearn everything again. But uh, it, it's been a really cool journey uh, wow. figuring this out. No doubt, no doubt. We're talking to Ezekiel Mitchell. He's part of the uh, uh, Austin Gamblers pro, uh, pro bull riding team. I wanted to ask you this. You were in a GQ article. Yeah. My, man, my man already been in GQ. Come on now. So tell me about the GQ interviews. What was it all about and why were you featured on there? Because it says that you wanted to be like the rock. Yeah, no, uh, that, that's initially kind of my goal is still whenever I'm done with uh, riding bulls, I want to transcend this sport into a whole nother level of stuff. I can get in the mainstream media and let people know where I came from and what I've done. Uh, then maybe it's going to help another young African-American kid, young Hispanic kid, white kid, or an older lady or man that wants to pursue their dreams just to go out there and, and pursue their dreams and their goals. Uh, I mean, it's just as simple as that for me. Were you wow. the first uh, bull rider to be featured in GQ? I'm not sure. That's actually a good question. I yeah. don't know. I really don't know, but it was, it was a cool story. Uh, they, they followed me around New York City, mm -hmm. had me do a whole bunch of iconic poses in iconic places, yeah. and uh, 
I, I was really privileged and honored to be about that. And, uh, because, I mean, you think about GQ whenever you're a kid. Yeah. Everybody want to make the From cover. Rockdale, Texas. Yeah, yeah. You so, know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was in GQ, but I'm ready to make the cover. So, <laughs> GQ, if you're listening, I want I want the cover. I want the cover. Hey, you deserve it, bro. Hey, man. I think, you could, I think you can make that rock-type transition, man. You yeah. definitely got the personality for it. Uh, let me ask you this, because it's obviously a really dangerous sport. And uh, here, in, in any dangerous sports you're going to deal with injuries how many injuries have you had serious injuries have you had oh man i'm blessed like i I really i really do feel like god made me durable i was just telling somebody that the other day uh i've not had any broken bones i guess i fractured my ankle one time but i wow split my ear and had a few stitches and few concussions but on a whole whenever you think about the sport of bull riding and that i've been in 11 years now i've been really really healthy like i've come out smelling like a box of roses that is rare yeah that is man you like riding rare. with the angels man yeah, that's, yeah. that is yeah. that's that's extreme so is that but that's part of the skill right i mean that's you avoiding injury as much as i mean i know you can only <laughs> <avoid> <laughs> athletic, but you gotta be all late to avoid yeah. some of that stuff yeah. man. I, I don't know i don't know how it works you know to be honest, <laughs> to be honest man i'm as unpredictable as this sport is and as many freak accidents as, as i've seen in my career uh yeah it's it's Unreal the fact that I, I'm, I've stayed this healthy that long. Yeah, we're going to pray for that to continue. Yeah, yeah. We all knocking on wood. Everybody else down know there. If that's a, I don't know if that's a, a cowboy tradition to knock on some wood. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna do it. We'll, we'll knock on wood. We're going to knock on some wood. So I wanted to ask you this, too. You know, there's so much that has been going on. You got the team uh, aspect of it. You got the individual rides. And now you got the movie, the docuseries that is coming out with the ride. Talk about that and how you were part of the filming of this deal yeah uh, man uh the austin gamblers we reached out they wanted to select a few riders to feature in this show and uh at first i was a bit hesitant i've done some stuff like this before i didn't didn't want to take anything away from actually being a part of that team the first year uh but i decided to make the decision to be a part of it and uh i think from what i've seen so far i haven't seen all the episodes or anywhere near close to all the episodes but uh, they've done a beautiful job of portraying each guy in, in the right light and uh, just showing our story, you know, that we're we're normal guys just like everybody else. We have families. We have girlfriends, wives, and, uh, you know, everybody thinks that we're just some crazy cowboy that jump you on bulls. you have girlfriend and, and wife? No, no, no. Girlfriend that will become my wife. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like yeah, it. I like yeah, it, yeah, man. Yeah, I like quick on me. My man was like, hold up, man. I'm like, boom. Eight seconds. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. She's right over there. He ain't scared of bulls, but he's scared of her. Yeah, yeah exactly. I already know that. Exactly. Uh, every, every Superman has some kryptonite. Yeah, right, right about There's that. There's a song from back in the day called Thin Line Between Love and Hate. I'm just letting you know. We are being joined by Ezekiel Mitchell here on uh, Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, let me ask you uh, just because it's interesting that, you know, they have a draft where you drafted. No, I was not drafted. You were the drafted. I okay. was not drafted in an initial draft. I was picked up about three days later in free agency. Uh, so they got free agency too? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. So okay. Uh, at any point, uh, if the team decides to release you, you're in free agency. Any other team can pick you up. Where were you before the Austin game? I was nowhere. I was nowhere. Nice. I, was just, I was just a free agent. I entered the draft. Uh, didn't expect not to get drafted. A lot of people didn't expect me not to get drafted. But uh, the gamblers were on the phone pretty fast on uh, wow. trying to pick me up. Uh, so – uh, there was a lot of things that I needed to work on myself as an individual, I guess, in order for them to think that I'd fit into a team format. 
but once I got onto the team and they picked me up in free agency, I think they realized pretty quickly that I was for my team and willing to do whatever I, I could do in order nice. for us to perform and be the best that we could be. Wow. That's 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 that's, hey, a that's, that's a tough that's toughest way to make it too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the grind. Yeah, we always talk about yeah. the grind and every way is not gonna be the conventional way. Yep. There's mm -hmm. gonna be things that you're gonna go through, the adversity and, and everybody now will get to see a little bit of that because you were on the docu series mm -hmm. and they followed you around. So what was day a couple days a week, what was this like for you? Did you just automatically just start blocking them out, not even thinking about them being there? Because every time you got a camera following you and watching everything that you do, how'd you end up blocking it out? Ah, uh, man, I, I've I've been kind of in the mainstream light, or, or more so in the media pre uh, presence since the time I got on the the Unleashed the Beast tour, the televised tour, because. And actually before that, because uh, being an African-American yeah, sure. in a space that not everybody knows we were welcomed in, uh, even though we were, you know, yeah, uh, right. but not not prevalent. So, uh, you know, I'd always had some, some cameras following me around every once in a while. And okay. uh, I did a Snapchat uh, docu-series myself uh, a few years back. Wow. So uh, it, it was I got pretty used to trying to tune it out because at the end of the day, my real job is bull riding, and at the end of the day, what bull riding is you don't get paid if you don't stay on. Right. And uh, our team doesn't win if I don't stay on. So that was just where I fell into it was that, hey, it doesn't matter what that camera's doing or this is doing or that or what they want from you. The, the job at the end of the day is get bulls road. There's no way to become iconic in the bull riding industry without riding the bull. No doubt. Yeah. Can I ask you, because you uh, guys, during the season – your uh, the game nights or the nights you actually ride over Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like the weekends? Yes, sir. So during the week, are you practicing? Like, what, what do you do during the week? Is it workouts, practicing? Yeah. Like, what is it? It's all of the above, really. Yeah. It just depends on what state and how, how you're feeling. Uh, for me, yeah, definitely with the Austin Gamblers, we kind of uh, held each other accountable on, on working out and eating right. Uh, and then also, if I was not feeling as confident as I needed to, I'd get on practice bulls, which is just a lower caliber of bull that we'd see at these events. Oh, it's an uh, actual real bull, yeah, though. Yeah, it's an actual right. real bull. But it's just not one of the beasts. Yeah. And then I, I have, <laughs> like, yeah. I have something similar to a, a mechanical bull at the house, but it it's more simulated to do the proper fu fundamentals of the of You the got sport, a mechanical bull at your house? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a hey, what kind of party? Hey, can we come a, over for a party? What? Right? I want to come over Bro. for a party, dog. Talk about that. <laughs> that, was, that was a low-key, but that yeah. was kind of a – Yeah, he just yeah. threw that at you. He was yeah. a low-key flex. That not, was you know, a low-key flex. It's not man. as fun as the mechanical bulls you'll see at the county fair or whatever, still, but it's, yeah. it's still as a mechanical bull. I remember y'all yeah. have friends over, though. It's yeah. pretty cool. Because they always talk trash. I can do what you do. Yeah. It's like people always telling me, man, I could go out there and hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. I'm like, really? I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and right. we couldn't ride a bull. <laughs> we yeah. could not I, ride Honestly, a bull. the yeah. walk up to the bull is probably where I'd turn around. I don't know if I can't even get on the bull <laughs> to be thrown off the bull, truth be told. I love it. Uh, let me ask you another question before we let you go because I know you're really busy. And we appreciate uh, your time here. How close – do you watch Yellowstone? Yeah, I watch it. You love the Cowboy Way. Mm -hmm. How accurate is Yellowstone about the Cowboy Way? Give me the real. Uh, man, uh, Yellowstone, there, there's a lot of stuff in there that is accurate to the Cowboy way. Okay. And I think as the seasons progressed, they got better about being as authentic as they possibly could okay. be. Uh, 
and Taylor Sheridan and the rest of those guys, they've done a great job of, of showing everything. I mean, I guess we're not going out there and having gunfights all the time. But, <laughs> exactly. uh, for the most part, they've tried to stay true to the cowboy way of life. And, uh, man, we appreciate them for everything they've done oh. for the Western industry here of late. Agreed. Uh, but I, I tell you what, uh, on the Yellowstone thing, he has this show, 1883 and yes. 1923. And both of those stories, uh, as far as I know from my history, and I was a history nerd, well, those are pretty historically accurate as, as far as as anything goes, yeah. especially the 1883. That was probably my favorite series yeah, so good. far that he's I like done. That. Yeah, what's that? Uh, what's that? Uh, McGraw? Uh, Tim McGraw? Tim McGraw. Tim, Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah. yeah, no, that was actually pretty good. I watched. I think I watched all of that. Yeah. What, and I watched Elliot, 1920. What, uh, what's his, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Sam Elliott. He's yeah. in yeah. there too, right? Yeah, he's been a legendary um, – Western actor yeah, forever, for so that was really that cool. Okay, now that we got, okay, now we got a real cowboy. I got to ask you, what's your favorite cowboy movie? Give me your Mount Rushmore of cowboy movies and westerns. Oh, uh, you got so some go tos. I will go with right off the back. I got to go with Tombstone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. With Cameron. Yep. And, and no doubt. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Uh, that that movie's phenomenal. I know every word to that movie. <laughs> uh, eight seconds, of course. Yep. Uh, that's another movie with Luke Perry, Steve Baldwin. Oh, uh, I don't that, know if I've seen it. Uh, yeah, that's, a, what, that's, that's what it's called. It's, oh, it, I, I it's check based that out. on a true story of uh, the life of Lane Frost. Uh, okay. And it, it's an incredible movie. you got to watch it. it. You yep. should go home and watch it now. Okay, I'm writing it down. We're going to uh, be here watching your docuseries. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to go. Yeah, after, this, after this, after this, after this. I'm watching these this weekend, bro. Your recommendation. This one's kind of a little bit cornier, but it's always been a favorite of mine growing up. It's called Cowboy Up, and it was a really good movie. Oh, that's a phrase now that J.J. Yeah, Cowboy Up. Okay. Yeah. Is that a, okay? Yeah. I like that. Cowboy you'll, Up. You'll hear that in both the movies, Cowboy Up in eight seconds as well. <laughs> they I, say that line in there. What's like your last that. one? Is it uh, Urban Cowboy? <laughs> Urban <laughs> Cowboy with John Travolta was good. Yeah. Oh! Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I, legit. Yeah, that was a good movie. I mean. Oh, man, I don't know what would be my last one. No, I like I like your list. Your list yeah. is good. No, no, you like the magnific legit. Magnificent Seven? I thought that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, historically accurate, no. Yeah. Great movie, yes. Right. And then I love the fact that they use actual African-American cowboys' yes. names. Uh, so I, I think that would let people know, like, if you yeah. go look at the names that they mm -hmm. said, go look into the history of those guys because each one of them did so much great stuff in, in the Western way of life That's back awesome. then. So. That's a really cool movie, and I thought that was cool that they decided to document these guys. And, nice. Uh, let their names be known and heard in the mainstream light. Man, hey, you, you were fantastic. I'm sorry we went over, man. but nah, you're I, good. I, can, I can say another 10 we got, minutes. We got time? They going to come get me? Nah, man, we took up way too much of your time anyway. But, hey, Zeke, we appreciate your time, man. Best of luck, it. and uh, congrats on everything. Yeah, thank All you. Right. I appreciate, appreciate it. That is uh, Ezekiel Mitchell. He is a star with the Austin Gamblers. If you heard, the man's going to be a star for a long time. Austin Gamblers are not. He got uh, we, plans. He got plans, That's and right. he's got talent, too. We come back. Uh, we'll get into a little off the record right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four nine. <laughs> Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 No. I just got put in my place. Yeah, quickly. Uh, because I've pretended to be a cowboy today, a fake cowboy, and I'm here with real cowboys. Real ones. 
So, yeah. It's a different feel, up. bro. And I, when I had my hat on the table when Blue walked up, he just looked. He didn't even ask for permission. No. He just looked at the hat. He, he, I saw him staring, and I was like, why is he looking at my hat? Maybe my hat's really cool. <laughs> He's like, I've never seen a hat that cool. No, I had the hat. I've never seen over. a hat flipped over. Yeah. <laughs> never seen anybody put their, a real cowboy put their hat down like that. So apparently I had it brimmed down, which is a bad thing if you're a cowboy. Yeah. The, I learned the brim that quickly. Should, be, should not be flat down like that. Learn so. that quickly. Yeah. So it made me feel like uh, a little inadequate. Yep. Just uh, trying to be a cowboy. but you're right, not we're back cowboy. in the game. Yes, all right. I fake it till I make it. <laughs> my, actually, my wife is probably way more of a cowboy than me, and that's kind of weird. I was going to say. She's she's. She's born. She born in, on the West Coast, but she lived in Idaho. Yep. Went to University of Montana and was in like 4-H and used to like slaughter animals and I mean, pigs and sheep. You just went for extreme. No, bro. She would like slaughter. She would like deliver like animals. Oh my gosh. She would. She would like, and she would put some out of their misery and put some down. Oh, man. This was like, I, I married this woman. I found this out like way I was too deep into it. Oh. And her mom was telling me like, oh, you know, we would tell if you had to put a, a, a calf down, we'd say, Mel, go do it. I'm like, Mel would go do it. That's crazy. <laughs> she was just killing animals and like delivering babies and stuff. And it was wild, man. So uh, she's more of a cowboy than I am. I fake it. Yeah. That's just the truth of it. All right. That's um, what we do. But uh, there are a lot of real cowboys here, not the fake ones. The real ones are out here for the red carpet event, courtesy of the Austin Gamblers. Uh, the ride, I'm actually excited about the ride now. Me too. I've talked to enough people. <laughs> JJ they got, got us all in and now. Zeke got me excited about the ride. You dialed in, man. So I am ready because uh, around 7.15 – We'll get a chance to watch the premiere of the docu-series, The Ride. But you can watch it uh, on Prime Video on May 30th. All about the Austin Gamblers, pro bull riding uh, team right here in Austin. And we should know more about them because they're, they're damn good. They're the best bull riding team in the country. Hashtag team up and hang on. Uh, okay, I heard you asking Blue. So what did Blue tell you? Because your question, can I tell you what your question yeah. was to Blue? Yeah. Your question was essentially right before, right when you, you, put, yeah, right when you were placed on the bull, are you climb onto the bull and you're getting they're getting ready to unleash the bull? Yep. Is there a saying? Is there a phrase? Is there something like you say for good luck that all bull yep. riders say to one another? Like go out there and break a leg like they say on stage. You yes, hopefully like that. that is yeah. not the case. Not for them. That's not what they happen. say to each other. <laughs> that could easily that is not what they there's say like a twenty percent chance that yes. they will actually break a leg. You know yes. what to go there. What did he say? He said that depending on who he's talking to and who he's been around or whatever. He normally tells them, bear down. Oh, I like that. Bear down. Bear down. Yeah. Like, get, yeah, oh, get, in, get in there. there. Get in there. Why do we both say get in there? We, we like, get in there. Bear down. down. You Why do we have to do that? make that face? Because that's what it's about. <laughs> get in there. I mean, they got me hyped. Not they really hyped did. enough to work ride no bull. No, no, no. I would never be that hyped. So we're going to have a story <laughs> here in just a little bit. We're going to end up interviewing with the coach, Michael Gaffney. He's the head coach of this uh, – Austin Gambler's team. Okay. He and I share something that I did not know. Oh, no. Until yesterday. Okay. So and we're going to talk about it. You're going to talk about it with him when he with comes him, on. When he comes on. He's coming on with us at 630, 6.30, by the way. That's right. uh, and we're going to have another special guest come on with us, uh, Dakota Lewis, coming on yeah. with us uh, around 6.05. So we're going to be loaded. We're really excited about uh, the, the Rye docuseries. Uh, it's going to premiere out here tonight, but it will have its Amazon Prime video premiere May 30th, so you can catch it and watch it. If you want to know more about Austin Gamblers, and, by the way, you want to go see the trailer, go to hornfm.com.
That's right. KK put the trailer up there for you. It's up there. You can go watch it, um, and you can get excited about the ride like we are. All right, we come back. We'll have another special guest for you. In the meantime, we'll throw in some of the sports topics of the day as well. We are looking live from the red carpet event right here at Alamo Draft House, courtesy of our good friends at Austin Gallimers, getting ready for the premiere of The Ride, the eight-part docu-series about the Austin Gallimers in their inaugural season. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.